Welcome to the latest episode of The Bold Truth About Hungary. Uh, as you know, we always say what we mean and we mean what we say. And today's uh, venue, uh, the place itself, is symbolic and as actual as it can ever be, because we are at Tata, uh, one of the headquarters of the Hungarian Army's regiment. And uh, uh, my partner today is the distinguished Minister of Defense uh, for the Hungarian uh, forces, um, Krzysztof Salaj-Bowrovnicki. Welcome to the show. Um, again, this is a symbolic place, and because of the raging war in our neighborhood uh, and the looming economic financial uh, crisis because of the sanctions, skyrocketing inflation, but most of all, um, most Hungarians and most Europeans concern about safety uh, in Europe is uh, our agenda. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, therefore we decided to narrow it down to maybe three major groups of topics and issues we would like to talk about. And uh, the first one is, uh, it all seems to be evident that we have new technology, uh, highly trained new personnel who is going to uh, operate uh, the new uh, hardware. But of course, uh, getting here, and that is uh, being able and capable of uh, coping with uh, the challenges of today, we had to start somewhere. And if we might remind the viewer and listener actually to where we started back in 2010 uh, and the stages by which we got here in 22. Well, first of all, thank you very much for the invitation. It's a great pleasure to be with you and here in Tata, where I got my first military training, actually. So uh, I remember quite well where we started everything from. And um, we may want to recall the moments when uh, uh, the Berlin Wall fell and uh, the, uh, we found ourselves with a Soviet doctrine, unpopular mass army equipped with uh, Soviet technology. Well, uh, we both belong to the um, generation, actually, who went through that before entering university, as you rightly say. And um, then uh, following that for two decades, roughly, um, mainly due to the negligence of the left-wing governments, um, that army, uh, that heritage of ours, has been completely ruined, I dare say. All the equipment has been uh, put aside, sold, and, uh, and also the, the, the personnel, the soldiers, have been reduced in numbers greatly. Um, so much so that in 1999 we joined NATO and soon after we stopped the conscripted um, um, recruitment. Therefore, it has become a, a completely volunteer uh, army, a professional army, if you like. And uh, the, the then government forgot to arrange a, a reservist system around it. So at the moment, given moment in time, we had 17 reservists. Uh, and uh, that, uh, that, I think, was the deepest point. And then um, when, when our government came into power first in 2010, that was the moment when we uh, eventually could turn on the, uh, the development of our army. And first, we had to put the country in order economically. Um, and uh, then around 2016, we started the whole uh, development program. We might want to talk about it later. I don't want to answer all your questions in the first go. Very well. Uh, but at the same time, we have to mention that uh, when um, back uh, indeed six, seven years ago, we started the first talk about uh, first the demise of the, uh, of the army itself. Uh, so the critical state of our infrastructure, both in terms of the uh, military bases, uh, the equipment, as you mentioned. 
We have also seen um, uh, Hungary's opposition, but also the European left actually attacking any kind of uh, reconsideration if it was about uh, rearmament, if, if it was about a meaningful, considerable uh, military force in the member states of the European Union. And I recall that it was uh, Prime Minister Orban, actually, back uh, during the presidency of uh, uh, President Trump, who made the first um, observations and then uh, basically vote to amend what we have inherited, and that is fulfill our obligations if it's about the NATO contribution, and that is the 2% per GDP uh, uh, equivalent contribution to the uh, joint effort. But most importantly, it's not only about the money, but, but indeed uh, a meaningful army. How, how is it possible to, to restart from scratch, as the English says? Um, because you have to do everything at once. So uh, we are used to technologies and processes when you have step-by-step -step building up of capabilities, capacities, um, uh, human and uh, hardware um, uh, potentials. But uh, we have inherited a situation in which we basically had to and we still have to do everything at the same time. Yes, well, the progressive left predicted that the world peace would broke out, break out and, uh, and therefore no armies are needed and, and NATO has became almost, become almost obsolete. And, and the funding of it was, uh, was a, a sheer question. And I think um, a lot has happened since. Uh, we have committed to uh, come up to the, to, 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 to the famous 2% of our budget uh, by next year. And um, I think uh, this is a great achievement that we are, we are there. And, and that, made, that increase made it possible for us really to start systematically the replacement of the old uh, Soviet-style equipment for modern NATO-compatible uh, high-tech um, equipment. M much of it, or some pieces of, of that are visible behind us. These are the new, uh, mainly from Europe, uh, uh, procured uh, equipments. And uh, the good news about them is that um, much of it, or many of these, of these items are produced in, in Hungary because we put major emphasis on the development of our, of our defense industry. Defense industry is essential, not only because it brings jobs and, and, and helps the economy further grow, also because it, it um, makes sure that our uh, procurement prices are uh, better and more competitive competitive, but most importantly because of our security, because we are not, uh, we do not rely then on uh, foreign uh, suppliers and our uh, supply chains can be uh, uninterrupted and we can procure the necessary items, ammunition and, 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 and other items from our own defense industry. So I think uh, it is a quite well balanced and well planned process in which the Hungarian army's need is identified by military experts, and then we plan the amounts that are needed, we procure from the market, again I say largely relying on European suppliers, and then in the cases where it makes sense for both the supplier and for us, then we, we incentivize the, 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 the companies to come to Hungary and invest and, and build um, uh, well-working factories from which we then further uh, buy. So that's the model how we work. Right. Our, our, our military rearmament program, let's put it that way, was named after uh, one 17th century famous Hungarian uh, um, um, leader of the Hungarian army, uh, Zrinyi. Uh, so the Zrinyi plan, which is to finish in 2026, obviously had to be 
if not reconsidered, because uh, very obviously we are basically approaching uh, the finalization of the original plan. But many elements uh, had to be put into kind of reconsiderations. As you just referred to self-reliance, which in the case of Hungary obviously is not Hungarian self-reliance, but European self-reliance is one element of that, but also learning the lessons from uh, what we see around uh, us, basically, very unfortunately, in Europe. Uh, many believe that the war in the neighborhood is only nine months uh, old, but we all know that it has basically all started back in 2014 with uh, the annexation of the Crimea, uh, which was breaking international law and uh, was introducing a new and novel way of uh, warfare. Do you believe that um, our program, which is again is uh, was focusing between the uh, eruption of the uh, the war in the Ukraine, the uh, the attack on Ukraine by Russia in February was able to fulfill itself. And um, what adjustment is going to be needed? We shall uh, come back to this at the, uh, uh, the end of the discussion. Well, I would start with our NATO membership because that is uh, detrimental for our security. We, as I said, we joined NATO in 1999 and we are a very active um, and confident and strongly contributing uh, NATO member. And our NATO um, uh, requirement is to build a heavy brigade by 2028. Uh, this we take very seriously and we invested heavily in that. So the first phase of the development program that you referred to was to buy the, the heavy iron, which is behind us, which will be the components of that heavy brigade by 2028. If I may just interrupt, because many of the listeners, viewers believe, I believe together with most of the Hungarians actually, before we started to work on it, that NATO is a, how to say, a an existing force itself, uh, and that NATO is going to come at our help if uh, required. But we all know that NATO is nothing but uh, the joint effort of the member states. And that's why we have to talk about the 2% uh, contribution and also the building up of cap uh, capabilities and capacities actually according to uh, the partnership agreement and according to the rules actually which are running NATO yes. itself. Yes, NATO NATO is us really. So we, we are... Uh, that is one of the reasons why we are building a strong national army, because that can be the, the only contribution. And if other nations do so, as they do, they all build strong national armies, then together we can count on each other. And, and this is why both NATO and, and the, the, the National Defense Force are so important. So in that framework, we, we, we bought the, the, the heavy iron and, and are composing a, a heavy brigade of that. And that carries on as the, the items come in, and then the communication in between those items and, and the whole organization into a working uh, military environment of it is uh, rolling on. But at the same time, we are entering a new phase of the development. Much of it comes from the conclusions of the Russian-Ukrainian uh, war. Because we, of course, as all nations, analyze it very, very closely what's going on from a military standpoint and, and the, the use of drones, for instance, reconnaissance drones and, and, and fighting drones is a, a great lesson for everyone. So we are now opening a new phase in our development program, which is the, the taking on board of the newest technology and then combine everything together uh, in, a, in, in, in a strong national army. As we have announced, and uh, um, uh, you can see the signs of uh, and the discussions about uh, the program uh, back uh, for the past couple of months and years behind us, peace requires force. If you can tell us about the uh, concrete numbers, actually, the, the goals and the achievements so far. Well, the goals, uh, the, the real goal is, of course, deterrence, to, to, to show 
uh, enough force, uh, both uh, physical equipment and determination, which means experienced, brave, well-skilled, well-paid, good soldiers combined, shows enough uh, deterrence to any potential uh, opponent um, uh, who, who wants to attack Hungary and with that NATO. So I think that is, that is the goal. And, and there are a lot of numbers involved, involved in that. Uh, well, we are now, uh, our, our, the size of our army is, uh, according to the number that the parliament uh, approved for us, is 37,500. Uh, we are not at that with the actual, with the actual headcount, but we need to fulfill that and also at least double the number um, uh, in the in the coming years, we have talked about the the, the, the heavier equipment that is coming uh, coming in in the many tens and hundreds depends on the items what the numbers are. We also need to increase the number of our reservists. I'm um, very much focusing on the special needs uh, and the special abilities and the special special flexibility of the reserve force and and the, the fact that it is quicker to build a, reser- a big number of reservists than the, the, the core um, uh, professional army. I think it goes without saying, but we are going to focus on both legs of the, of the personal development and then the new technology coming in. So that combined uh, will be our new force, which will have to be then much bigger in numbers and much stronger in equipment. On the numbers, the figures, uh, the achievements, you are going to see some uh, details in the infographics and uh, charts we are going to provide during uh, our discussion, if you follow us uh, uh, on the net. So um, I wanted to come back as a kind of a closing remarks on um, the actual lessons of the war uh, in the Ukraine and what happened just in the past couple of days uh, regarding the, the rocket incident actually in Poland or... Uh, um, the attacks, uh, the destruction of um, uh, critical infrastructure uh, in Ukraine and um, what happened, say, with the North Stream as a new and novel element, actually, of the conflict, which is taking it uh, beyond uh, the two warring parties uh, in Ukraine. Um, what are the exact lessons, actually, we have to learn? One element we know, uh, and if, uh, if you can go into detail on that, actually, is strategic calm, strategic reservedness, which was very much needed actually during those uh, critical hours uh, when we heard about the two rockets coming to uh, Polish territory. Um, the Poles have been building up the, uh, probably uh, one of the most formidable armies actually in Europe as we speak. Um, uh, they are also in the midst of a rearmament program, but very definitely these challenges, which are not um, Uh, symbolic or uh, abstract, but very concrete on the ground, how can that be, those be answered actually by the member states of NATO, by the member states of the European Union, and how can that be combined into something like a strategic strategic common reservedness, which is required when making good decisions, if it's uh, it's about a war? Well, the the brutal uh, aggression of Russia on on, on Ukraine, um, brought a new reality, really, in, in, in security and in security planning and everything what we do. And as you know, uh, the viewers certainly have heard that Hungary has been committed to peace all, all throughout this conflict, and we have been probably the government that emphasized the most and the more frequent 
uh, the, the, the importance of, of peace talks and eventually coming uh, to peace. Why is that important? Of course, it's important on many, many levels. But the, the Polish example, uh, 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 an accidental strike of a, of a rocket uh, killing, actually, innocents, shows that while the, the conflict is open and armed and ongoing, anything can really happen. And of course, we on the Hungarian defense side do everything possible to protect our citizens and our borders, as I'm sure the Polish friends do also. But such accidental spillovers cannot be uh, really um, uh, totally excluded. And, um, and that, as you very rightly say, in, that, in those moments, it was very important that, that strategic calm um, uh, takes over in everybody's minds. And we were in very close contact with the NATO leaders and defense ministers um, throughout Europe, uh, and there were a few hours when we, when no one could know what exactly happened, and and that was a that was actually a quite tense uh, minutes. But as I could talk to many of my colleagues, we and the facts came uh, to light. It was very clear that that no one was interested, uh, thanks God, in the escalation of that. Um, uh, of, of the conflict, therefore it calmed uh, down, and then the facts which came out proved that this was the right path. Also, you mentioned the the Nord Stream event, which was clearly an escalatory step, or the or, or, or the bombing of the of the bridge, which again was an escalatory step, uh, and there, there have been many. So I'm I'm still not very. Uh, calm in that respect, whether the war um, is about to settle down. It is actually sadly not. The, the, the winter may slow things down a little bit, but uh, so far there is no uh, clear military outcome on either side. So I'm afraid uh, it is going to carry on and, um, and a lot more lives will be lost. Um, and therefore, uh, there is nothing else other than encouraging peace and, and, and uh, calling everybody's attention to, uh, to the avoidance of potential escalatory steps, but to build a strong national army, which we are doing by the day. Mr. Minister, thank you. These were very sober sentences about uh, very hot topics. Uh, we intend to continue, uh, maybe during uh, the next, episode, uh, the next uh, series in, um, in the spring. Uh, until then, please stay tuned uh, with The Bold Truth, but also with my um, um, Twitter uh, page and my YouTube channel. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for the invitation.